Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, uh, the one and only... Uh, the legend, Edgar Winter, and we're talking about another legend today, and uh, that's a, a tribute album. It's called Brother Johnny, and you could just guess who that's about. Uh, uh, Johnny Winter, the late, great Johnny Winter, um, is, uh, is, is thought of constantly, but certainly on this album by his brother, Edgar, and so many of his friends. An all-star cast on here, I think there's 17 different tracks, right? very very much guitar-oriented, and uh, I've got to believe uh, Johnny would approve. Edgar Winter, how are you? I'm ready to rock and roll. Thank you, Frank. Well, listen, I, just always. You always seem like you're, you're ready to go. You're ready to... I, I don't know where you get your energy from, but uh, is it, uh, is it, is get, does it get harder as it goes along to, uh, to stay motivated, or, or does it go by project? For example, this project is here, and I've got to believe that it, it kind of re-energizes you. Well, you'll never hear Edgar Winter talking about a farewell tour. I'm going down kicking and screaming, thank you. <laughs> and I love music every bit as much as I did when I first started out playing. And, uh, you know, uh, Johnny was the one with the ambition and the dream. And, like, he was Johnny Cool Daddy Winter with the pompadour and the shades and the guitars and the girls. And I was, like, the quiet kid that played all the instruments. And it was a great synergy. Uh, he'd, he'd decide on a song and learn the guitar parts and the lyrics. And, and then I would show all the other kids, our friends around the neighborhood, I'd learn all the other parts and show them what to play. So, you know, making this album, like... Uh, you know, I thought it might be emotionally difficult, but it, it just turned out to be a joyous, uplifting experience. And there was so much love, uh, respect, and appreciation and passion for Johnny's music from all of these people, many of them longtime friends, uh, you know, over the years, and many people who I had never met. And, uh, I want to thank my wife, Monique, whom I've been happily and blissfully married now for 43 years, oh not bad for rock and rollers. And uh, so, uh, she said, uh, well, you always talk about how Johnny's your all-time musical hero, uh, and you wouldn't be where you are today were it not for him. Well, here's your opportunity to acknowledge that you owe that to yourself to johnny to the world and she couldn't have been more right second person i want to thank is the engineer mixer uh became producer and really the co-creator of the album ross ogar it simply would not be the album it is without ross and he had so many invaluable suggestions with regard to the not only the material but uh People that I 
wouldn't have thought of. Like uh, he suggested Taylor Hawkins to be on the song "Guess I'll Go Away." Uh, he also, uh, well, of course, he knew Kevmo. He he did the Tajmo album with Taj Mahal and Kevmo, so he got Kevmo to play on Lone Star Blues. He suggested John McPhee from the Doobie Brothers to play slide on Highway 61. Mm. Uh, Phil X. Uh, Canadian madman guitarist who plays with Bon Jovi uh, replaced uh, Richie Sambora. Uh, people that I that I knew uh, somewhat, you know, by name and reputation, but never would have thought of. And uh, one guy that I didn't know at all, David Grissom, a fellow Texan and a great guitar slinger who. Uh, played with uh, John Mellencamp. He plays on Johnny Be Good and also plays on uh, I'm Yours and I'm Hers. I mean, there's so many people. We got Billy Gibbons, Derek Trotz, Kenny Wayne Shepard, and those are guys that you would expect, but not necessarily Taylor Hawkins, uh, Michael McDonald, or Ringo Starr. Uh, and Joe Walsh, of course, Joe and I go way back to when he played with the James Gang. Joe Bonamassa, Warren Haynes, Cabmo, Bobby wow. Rush, great wow. Chicago blues player, uh, Doyle Bramhall Jr., Steve Lukather, John McPhee from the Doobies, uh, Robin Ford played with everybody from LA Express, Miles Davis, uh, you know, and my own guitar player, Doug Rappaport who's been with the Edgar Winter Band for 15 years at least, more longer than any guitar player I've ever played with. Uh, and I want to thank uh, the drummer, Greg Bissonette. He's the soul and heartbeat of the record. He played on every song, except for the one that Sir Ringo Starr plays on. And, uh, and both bass players, Bob Grob and, uh, and Sean Hurley, just... Uh, uh, I, you know, I don't usually listen to my own records. It seems like the height of self-indulgence. But this album, I mean, it gets me every time. I mean, I, I, uh, it's I, almost as though it's it's not my record. It's it's Johnny's record. I'm uh, another guest on there. But I, I really trip out on this album and uh, just uh, such incredible heartfelt performances from from everybody on it uh and it just uh turned out to be a great source of strength and comfort to me to to revisit these songs i mean these are the songs that i grew up on and the songs that taught johnny and i how to play uh you know people like chuck bear all, all the people that we grew up playing with and uh, uh it, you know it was just uh it turned out to be just uh, an experience beyond my dreams. So my thanks to you all. Yeah, uh, amazing. I, I mean, what? It's an all-star lineup. Uh, it, it's a tribute to you too. Uh, to uh, you know, have all these friends and uh, old friends and new friends uh, to do it. I, I want to congratulate you just on on just an amazing career. But uh, certainly, brother Johnny. Uh, your brother will never be forgotten, and and you won't either. And you got a lot of lot of time uh, between now and then. Uh, what's next? Are you going to tour to uh, uh, to promote the album? And uh, you know, we got about a minute left with Edgar Winter. Yes. Uh, are you going to tour? Eventually, 
And uh, it's certainly my hope that I'll cross paths on the road with with some of these uh, great guest artists, uh, and that we'll get to do some of these songs together. Like uh, you got the bodacious Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, yeah. and uh, Derek Trucks on on I'm Yours and I'm Hers, uh, and their guitar synergy is just. Uh, something that's really, I think, one of the highlights of, of the album. Uh, Billy's just gritty, down and dirty vocal. Like, you know, when I hear Billy, I, don't, I only want to hear him play guitar. I want to hear him sing. And he's like the perfect guy to sing that song. And uh, Kenny Wayne on Alive and Well, you know, a classic rocker. I can imagine doing all of these songs live. And Taylor Hawkins, like I had never met Taylor, and he was suggested by Ross to do that song, and it, it just he was. Uh, I tried to talk to him, engage him in a business discussion. He just would not hear of it. He said, "Edgar, I love Johnny. I really identify with this song, and, and I just want to. I don't want anything for this. I just want to get out there and rock. And man, rock he did." Oh. Uh, so, Edgar, uh, you know, just uh, amazing, J- just an amazing uh, record, uh, amazing group of uh, talent. Uh, before I let you go, do you have a website or a social media site you'd like to point us to? Yes, uh, just go to edgarwinter.com. And, you know, I want to thank all of our fans throughout all of these years that have followed my career as well as that of my brother Johnny's. And it's meant the world to us to be able to do what we most love. We couldn't have done it without you. And uh, we hope to see you out there on the road. And, uh, you know, although Johnny may have departed this physical plane, his music, his presence, uh, his memory will live on in my heart forever. And hopefully... Uh, this album, Brother Johnny, will will help keep that music alive. So my best to you all. Peace and love. And don't forget to keep on rocking. Edgar Winter, thank you very much. And and to everyone, want to uh, urge everyone to get Brother Johnny. Uh, it is, it, it's a tribute to Johnny Winter. That's his brother, Edgar Winter. And uh, the trademark white hair. And um, you can't... Uh, you, you can't uh, miss those two uh, their whole lives. And, uh, and unfortunately, we lost uh, Johnny Winter a couple years back. And, um, and you, know, you can see the impact that he has by the, the amount of people, the amount of stars that showed up to, uh, to perform on this album. Joe, bon- Joe Bonamasso and uh, oh, Greg Bissonette was the drummer throughout, other than the track that Ringo Starr played on. How about that? And... Um, Michael McDonald from the Doobies and, you know, so many different people. Derek Trucks, uh, just uh, what an amazing uh, list of of talent they have. Edgar Winter has been our very special guest. His new album is Brother Johnny, a tribute to Johnny Winter. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, James Jude Courtney is our very special guest. And uh, Halloween is upon us, and so is The Shape. And he plays and stars as The Shape in all three Halloween movies. And right now, in theaters, you can see Halloween Kills. And next year is the big climax. Uh, Halloween ends. And James, thrilled to have you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Frank. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. And, you know, listen, congrats on the the uh, success of the franchise. You're a big part of it. Uh, you've got to be very excited this time of year, especially this time of year. Oh, man, this is the best time of year for me, buddy. <laughs> Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl. And, uh, and and if you think about it, I mean, the, the, the horror... Uh, interest and the interest in horror is just uh, taking off like crazy. Let me ask you, uh, in general, in general, do you get a lot of requests uh, either, um, uh, you know, to, to either sign tattoos or, or to do strange things like that? Uh, you get a lot of weird requests from the, the fans of these movies? Yeah, man. You know, it's really crazy. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many tattoos of myself in the mask, my mask. The mask in Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, it, these masks are formed in my face. They were built on the structure of my face. So I can't, I mean, it's got to be hundreds of people have walked up to me with tattoos of my face in this mask. And I've got probably, I don't know, 60 or 70 autographs of mine tattooed on people people's bodies. Wow. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it is. And you know what I'm starting to see? I see the mask, your mask, uh, on the back of cars. On the, I don't know if you've seen this, on the windshield wipers. Right? They'll, have, uh, they'll have your mask, and then it's kind of like a, a, a knife slashing, slashing through. I don't know if you've seen that. It's kind of cool. You know, they got Jason, and they got, they got you. And uh, I, I don't know. You just have to, be, uh, you, know, you have to be happy to be part of this part of pop, pop culture. It's beloved, and, uh, and, and people take it... Uh, uh, you know, take it to heart, and they uh, and they really enjoy it, and they have a tremendous amount of fun. You're a big part of this. Well, you know, it's. It, I mean, to me, it's it's the, one of the greatest um, uh, perks of doing this, playing this role, is the joy that it brings people. I have seen those. I've seen those stickers, and uh, a couple of times, especially when I'm on my motorcycle, I just pull up. You know, uh, where I live in South Carolina, you don't have to wear a helmet. You know, yeah. so I'll pull up next to him and go, "Hey, is that Michael Myers on your window?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, like, I play that dude, man. I'm the shape. <laughs> and all of a sudden, their eyes get really big, and they're like, "Oh, can we pull over and have a selfie?" And you know, it, it, it frankly brings me so much joy to be a part of another human being's joy, and 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 I get paid to work, to do the movies. I mean, how how much better does it get than that? Yeah, incredible. You know, it's uh, incredible. Listen, you do it well, and, and you sell it and uh, in the movies, and you scare the hell out of everybody. And I'm telling you, you earn your money, that's for sure. And, and the whole cast. Uh, this is a, uh, so far, the, uh, I haven't seen the, the last one yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing the, uh, well, I'm not looking forward to the end, but I'm looking forward to the climax in this. And I, I think so many other people are as well. And again, uh, just a reminder to everyone, uh, James Jude Courtney is our very special 
guest, and he plays The Shape in, uh, in uh, the Halloween franchise. Just amazing. Were you a fan of the Halloween uh, growing up, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, debut and all? Absolutely. In fact, in 1978, I was in college, and I went to see the original Halloween. And I knew in fourth grade I was going to make movies, so I've always watched movies with a different perspective. And in 78, I brought a date. We went to see the movie. I don't even remember who it was. I mean, I don't remember her name. I vaguely remember what she looks like. But, wow. but I remember the movie. And, and the amazing thing is, is that Nick Castle originated that character. And, you know, if you look at his filmography, this is a really, really creative, highly creative guy. Yeah. So in 2018, he came in and did a cameo. He did one scene. And when I met him three weeks into the film, we never talked about the character. But when I met him, we were hoping that we could, you know, have a passing of the torch or a passing of the mask, if you will. And we did. We, in one scene where he's in the window and I'm in the mirror, we, we inhabit the same scene. And then, you know, flash forward to Halloween Kills, he's not in the movie physically. He's not in any scenes. But when I'm stalking people and breathing, it's Nick Castle's breath. And so wow. Nick Castle in Halloween Kills is the, is the breath of life in my character, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, homage to Nick and what he created. I, I love the fact that they did that. I mean, that's uh, that's absolutely crazy. You know what I'm thinking now is that young lady that you went to that movie with, what a story she would have to tell, right? Nobody would believe her, right? But what a story she would have to tell. I, I wonder, I wonder if she has any idea. It'd, it'd be funny if she reached out to you and said, hey, that was me, you know? And it's some woman, uh, you know, talking about that. I, it, it, it's just amazing uh, how, how the world turns and, and, and the chaos that uh, goes along away. But just imagine that woman, just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, and I've got to tell you, when we meet the fans and we sign autographs, uh, Frank, it's like it's like little drops of love. I mean, a shared passion. And I swear, if 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 the way when I go to horror conventions and comic cons and I meet these people, I'm like, you know, if if we could all get along like this, if we had a shared passion for being human beings and we all got along like this, what kind of world would we live in? Yeah, uh, absolutely amazing. Listen, I'm thrilled to have you. I know uh, you have a whole bunch of people waiting to talk to you. Thrilled to have you for a little while. Congrats on the success. Uh, can't wait to see the, the, the finale. Can't wait to see Halloween Kills again. James, Jude, Courtney, thank you very much for being here. I'll give out your socials as, uh, as we let you go. But thank you very much for being here. Frank, it was a, a total blast, man. Look forward to it next time. James Jude Courtney, everyone, has been our very special guest, uh, The Shape, in the Halloween franchise. And let me give you his Twitter. You can follow him at uh, slash James J. Courtney. And if you know who, who he is, he plays Michael Myers, The Shape in the Halloween movies. And on Instagram, he's into Instagram.com, James Jude Courtney backslash and uh at facebook you have him at facebook.com james j what is it j-u-d-e-c whatever the heck that means but that's a tough one but i i imagine it's easy enough to find his socials and he sounds like he enjoys talking to it uh we just you got him at the last second here and and someone uh had called me and said hey you want to talk to you know we pre-recorded this uh you want to talk to james at nine o'clock and i said yeah sure and uh, and and it got a little later, and I know he's on a schedule, so I'm kind of 
rushed him a bit. And I'm sure we would have loved to talk for a while, but I want to keep them on schedule and the, the publicist and the promoters and so forth. Um, you know, not to uh, you know, not to screw up the rest of their day. Nine o'clock probably starts off uh, the 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 whole whole show and the whole flow of uh, interviews for him all day. But he plays the shape, which is Michael Myers, and it's uh, you know it's it's funny. You know, people get uh, very into this, and there are people who have on the back of their windshields, like I said, his mask, and uh, the windshield acts as a knife. On the uh, on the back of the uh, the the back windshield of different cars, and uh, just uh, yeah yeah listen people have fun with it, it's uh, it, it's good I you know I watched I watched Halloween uh, in 2018 when it, it came out in the in the um, in the theaters. And I was nervous because uh, my daughter was babysitting, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, geez, what a thing to watch when that's going on. But anyway, all was well. And, uh, you know, if you, if you think of the the fun that we've had over the years in pop culture. But I, I, I saw the, uh, the original Halloween with my mother and brother in... Uh, you know, I was you know nine or ten years old when it came out, and Jamie Lee Curtis was there. I think that was her debut performance, and I remember people saying it's uh, Tony Curtis's daughter, and we kind of knew even as kids who Tony current Tony Curtis was, and we watched it, and it was uh, it was great. But I'll tell you what, the phenomenon that became of horror after that, and. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just Halloween, but you know, Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, and all of these things took off after that. In the '80s, it just exploded, and you know, I guess things in the in the '70s when we were, you know, I was a I was a kid in the '70s. The Exorcist, The Omen, a lot of the the paranormal, um, religious slash Satan. Uh, movies were were upon us, and I guess the one that started off was Rosemary's Baby, and and the Satanism uh, situation was uh, was was the basis of horror, and then all of a sudden it got into uh, slashers, and uh, Halloween was uh, was one of those movies that got it all going, and you know everything that came, you know after that is. Um, you know, it, it kind of set the stage. Halloween is one of those movies that set the stage for that whole slasher uh, genre to to just completely take off and and get into the mainstream. Anyway, James Jude Courtney has been our very special guest. I'd love to find out who the girl is that he took to the to the first Halloween movie, and you know, she would have a hell of a story to tell. And if he was in college back then, and you know, what is that? It's 40 years, 40 years ago, you know, she's in her 60s, 70s, you know, she, you know, who knows, uh, you know, she's following any of this, uh, you know, in your, in your 60s and 70s, a lot of things happen, and you might not even know who the hell James Jude Courtney is, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't, but again, he's made a big impact, and the fact that he's, he drives up to people who have that on the back of their windshields is pretty funny, and, and I'm sure they get a joy out of it. And uh, you know, a little uh, you know, kick out of meeting the guy, but good for him that he goes up to people. I love, I love that. James Jude Courtney, Michael Myers, The Shape has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on 
Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the one and only Michael Berryman is our very special guest. And uh, what an iconic figure and uh, the horror genre and, and so many other things. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and uh, Weird Science Weird. and uh, what, what a career he has put together. His life and career is, uh, is, is legendary. And uh, the more and more uh, we get an opportunity to talk to Michael, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the better I feel because, I, it, look, either I'm getting older or more pretentious, but the, the careers. Uh, they're not making any more of these folks, you know, and especially from from my era. Uh, and and we've got to document uh, the careers and, and everything as the world changes. Michael Berryman, uh, very importantly, is uh, is here with us. Michael, how are you? Uh, I'm alive and kicking, brother. Yeah, well, listen, uh, it's I, I feel more and more the the more we document about. Uh, this era, and by the way, yeah, it's it's hard to say this era because uh, you know you've you're constantly working, right? You always have some kind of uh, work going on, but uh, your career has been just absolutely wonderful. I don't know whether we've done this before, but if you don't mind, let's do a little bit of your your history, and, and let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Uh, sure, I was uh, born in Los Angeles on the on the west side. Uh, actually, a, a long, uh, long Beach. Then we moved to Santa Monica, 1948. Um, my father was a, a brain surgeon. My mother, a nurse, and uh, some of my other relatives were also nurses. Um, my father went on a secret mission when he was in the Marines. He was a Navy uh, a Marine surgeon attached to the Navy. And he went to Nagasaki after they dropped the bomb. Uh, he did some research for the government as to the effects of radiation. I've got pictures of uh, shadows on cement walls that were, are actually vaporized human beings. Um, he came home. Um, my mom was happy to see him. My sister was already born. And then I was born... Uh, and about a year later, when I was born premature, it was uh, had a lot of birth defects, uh, skull, face, hands, fingers, uh, no teeth, et cetera, et cetera, inability to, no hair, no ability to uh, dissipate heat. Uh, long story short, um, had to have a uh, skull reconstructed. They cut it apart and put the spacers of bone from my hip so the skull would expand. Otherwise, I would have uh, had constriction of the brain. I would have died. And the long story uh, uh, concludes with the fact that uh, um, uh, nuclear radiation causes uh, uh, birth defects. Uh-oh. So uh, that's how that's how my life started. A little bit different. Amazing, and and if you think about it, a modern miracle uh, that you're uh, here and and everything that you've done, and and kudos to your uh, to your your folks or your dad, I imagine, um, understanding. Um, uh, some of this uh, medical technology that, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, was brand new to so many people. Well, uh, yeah, 1948 is a more old school than what they can do today. They can do, pre, you know, prenatal care these days and do some wonderful things. But, uh, um, you know, we, uh, my dad was down that he watched the surgery. Uh, it's funny because uh, <laughs> uh, over time, you know, you have many conversations with your parents. So one day he 
says, you know, I saw your report card. You can get better grades. You have a good brain. I've seen it. So <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of kind of cool humor. He, he's had kind of a, a Cary Grant uh, British uh, sense of humor. But, uh, you know, when you're a surgeon, you're dealing with uh, life and death. You're dealing with, uh, you know, don't flower it up. Make it, uh, this is what it is, just the facts, just the facts. So, um, uh, yeah, there was a lot of challenges going forward. Michael, do you remember the first time uh, or, or the first actor, actress, whoever, uh, that made an impression on you and made you think, hey, this is something I'd like to do in the future? Well, I've always loved good uh, movies. I liked, the, I liked all the universal films. I always liked uh, to go to the theater. Uh, I never wanted to get into motion pictures. I never wanted to be an actor. I never wanted to be in front of the world. I, I had to do something... Uh, that was uh, never in my mind. I had never, never ever cons- uh, even considered it. But uh, I, I, I love to watch uh, the, uh, the Universal uh, monster movies on the weekends, of course. Sometimes we would have a uh, babysitter that would fall asleep, and then my, my sister would get her hands all cold with ice and throttle her in the back of her neck, and then she'd wake up, and then I would turn the TV off, and it would, you know, Fade to black with that little pinhole. We'd have all the lights out in the whole house, and and she'd be yelling and screaming. And we'd turn the lights on and laugh. He go, "Oh, wasn't that funny?" And it wasn't funny when my parents got home and <laughs> went, went to the to the to the closet in the hall and said, "Okay, uh, uh, you know, grab what you want for a whooping." You know, so uh, why wire coat hangers wrap around your leg when ones break? So yeah, uh, do so, you that's that world? <laughs> Well, do you have any recollection, or do you do you remember clearly of what your uh, what your expectations for a career uh, would have been back then? What your hopes were? What what did you dream about? We're recording. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you, you, what as a child, what were you thinking that you would do as uh, as a uh, as a career in the future? As a child, I didn't see that I had a, a career or much of a future aside from getting passed from one day to the next. You know, you do what's in front of you. Uh, had, had, you know, uh, visits to doctors, this and that. Went to school. Had some good friends that uh, I'm still friends with today after, you know, almost uh, 70 years of friendship. Uh, that was cool. But um, in my main day-to-day was uh, trying not to have somebody... Uh, grab my hat, you know, expose my head, people could point, go, oh, look at the freak, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not doing a pity party here. I'm just saying no. if you're dick or not duck, you know, so like in the, in the, hen, in the hen yard, the, the one with the speck gets the attention. So all I wanted to do was uh, be able to uh, enjoy life. And, I, and uh, from an early, uh, we lived in the ocean, so I, I basically, uh, um, fell in love with the natural world. I wanted to be uh, um, a veterinarian uh, by the time I left high school, but and I went to college to study that, but uh, uh, didn't have the chops for it. My fingers weren't good enough to do the work, and uh, I um, had to uh, just sort of struggle along until I, I got a lucky break, and that's how I got into film. Uh, what a I lost so many jobs because of uh, the, the birth defects and things like that, and, and uh, being, uh, you know, being uh, isolated, so to speak. You know, just an amazing uh, career and and life, and uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm I'm thrilled to talk to you and just well, get a little bit. And and I I imagine uh, you've met over the years different people who have had 
um, situations where they had birth defects. And uh, have have you had a lot of people come up to you and say you've been an inspiration to me? You've been, uh, you you know, you gave me uh, reason to believe. Have you had a lot of that? Uh, yes, it does. It does happen. It happens mostly at the uh, horror conventions, to be quite honest. Been doing those for decades, and um, I find it intriguing that people uh, that go to the horror, horror cons, you know, they dress up in costumes. It's like kind of like you know, well, you know, a Halloween or role play cosplay, and uh, so everybody's kind of wearing a mask in a sense, but we're all the same. It's like a family reunion. The conventions are, are very uh, special, and yes, I, I. You will see people that are gimpy, children, older people. Uh, you know, if it's obvious, it's obvious. Some people have mental issues and internal issues, and they're hard to see from the surface. But, yes, uh, there is a, probably more of a propensity of people that go to uh, horror conventions just to feel uh, the humanity uh, of that experience, which is uh, exactly the, the, the way it is. I mean, you can have uber fans and, ooh, you know, they like this character or that character or, or how a, a, a slash and destroyed some entity, good or bad, whatever. But um, it was... It was um, mm, it was a, it was it was a nice in, in, invitation, so to speak, to be quote normal, and then um, um, uh, I just I, I met uh, George Powell in in, uh, in Santa Monica. Uh, I was struggling living in the street, left college, didn't have a degree, I kept losing job because of heat issues and medical issues, and had no clue how it'd go in the future. I was thinking maybe I could homestead in Alaska, and you know. Uh, you inspire me and thank you very much we'll be talking about you as we let you go congratulations on an amazing career and we'll be uh we'll be talking about you as we let you go thanks for being here michael uh, I, it's uh, quite a treat thank you very much y'all stay safe and uh we'll talk soon michael berryman the great michael berryman from uh, you know honestly I, I i never knew and i've interviewed him so many times i never knew how the birth effects uh, birth defects uh, uh, came about, but his father went over to Na uh, Nagasaki and uh, was infected, uh, was affected by the radiation, and um, 
and it was before Michael being conceived. And if you've seen Michael, you know you'll see um, uh, you'll see what he's talking about. And uh, just uh, amazingly, um, you know, brave how he's talked about this uh, all these years. And and uh, you know, again, uh, just uh, kudos to Michael Berryman. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes. Uh, he's uh, so well known for that, but so many different things. Just a, a great um, horror uh, icon. Michael Berryman, uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, the Ghost Brothers. Uh, two of the three, anyway. Uh, who do we got? We got D- uh, Daylin and Juwan, right? Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, doing great. And uh, l- let me just tell you, I, I, I love watching you guys, but what I'm, what I'm very much getting into is Urban Legends, the podcast, which is absolutely terrific. And I know and we'll touch on that in a little bit, but Lights Out, Ghost Brothers Lights Out, uh, we could start watching it weekly, steadily. Uh, I think tomorrow, tomorrow it's uh, on Discovery Plus, and uh, absolutely terrific. These guys are the best at what they do, and, uh, and them and Marcus, they uh, they entertain us. They scare the hell out of us. They scare the hell out of each other. Whatever. But these guys are these guys are terrific. Guys, how are you? Man, we're doing wonderful. We're doing well. Wonderful, wonderful. Hey. Let, let me start with uh, uh, Dalen. How are you, Dalen? Man, I am blessed. I am great. I were here chasing around a little one-year-old man, but you know, I, <laughs> that might be worse than chasing girls. <laughs> hey, that's scarier than some of the stuff that you've you've been seeing. But uh, give us a little uh, little taste of what we'll be seeing starting Friday on a steady basis. Oh, man, man, Friday. Listen, man, we are going to some of the most haunted locations this whole season. So whatever episode is airing this Friday, which one is it, guys? I don't know. You got a hybrid. Uh, you know? You, you got like a hybrid thing going from what I'm reading here. But it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. Listen, uh, whatever it is, it's uh, it, it's. Yeah. It's always exciting, but give us an overview of the whole the whole season without spoiling. Of course, we don't want you know we don't want you to give anything away. But give us a little taste of what we should be seeing. Man, this season we go to honestly the notoriously haunted spots in, in in the country. I mean, it's probably like your paranormal bucket list, right? We got Waverly Hills, we got Trans Allegheny. Um, we experienced one of the like most demonic pieces of evidence we probably ever captured, and that's at Bobby Mackey. Like, we, you guys are in for a real treat if you like if you like notoriously haunted locations. Uh, Juwan, staying with you for 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 a moment. Uh, were there places that you tried to get in, and they were just like, "No, we don't want any uh, publicity on this. We don't want uh, we don't want any added attention to this. We don't want people coming here trying to trying to do this." Are, are you trying to get into any particular spots, um, you know, for for a long while now that you just can't break? So honestly, we've actually experienced like a place may want may want us there, but may not. They may want to dictate like how the how it's portrayed right it's like oh we want our place to be haunted but don't tell them it's demonic you know what i mean like you may experience people just trying to control 
control the haunting, if you will. Yeah. The White like House turned us down. <laughs> the White House tried to get into the White House. Yeah. And they, 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 that was a no. That was a hard no. I, I mean, Dalen, staying with you. Obama was an officer. Yeah, would would one of the presidents give you more access than than the others, or just all of it? Uh, just a hard no. You know what, man? We tried during the transition period, so we might need to double back, man. So this was probably about three or four years ago when we tried the first time. But we know who was an officer then. So let's try again now. Let's see what happens. Well, hey, let, let me ask you guys, and Juwan, uh, uh, back to you. Um, there, there are places, I'm sure, that want to put themselves on the map, and I, I, I've got to believe the three of you guys get calls and texts and emails, and they call your producers, and they say, hey, come, come check us out. I, do you have any way to quantify how many, uh, how many places are reaching out to you to investigate, to, uh, to check out? Honestly, we, we it's so many. It's it's tough to put a number on it. I know that uh, what makes it what what makes it difficult, honestly, to even just get the to get the investigation going or get it somewhere where we can actually go. Man, it usually needs to be has a really dope story um, because like we like to look at the different interesting perspectives for said story. Uh, we also wanted to have like you know a nice side to the property. It's three of us. We try to limit the contamination by. Like being able to kind of separate a little bit and, and increase that fear factor, um, but I know one of the places on our list, and I think we we've been trying for 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 years now, and that's Alcatraz. Yeah. We'd really like to get over there. Yeah, uh, Dalen, uh, uh, same uh, same with you. I imagine Alcatraz is uh, is kind of a um, you know, kind of a uh, a white whale, so to speak, like Moby Dick. You know, a lot of people trying to get in there. Have people uh, broadcasted from Alcatraz, or has it been shut down to everybody? Well, so you know what's wild about Alcatraz? For my birthday, my thirtieth birthday, uh, I have an aunt who had a friend who was a part of Alcatraz. And he was able to get me and a friend behind the scenes, like tour access of Alcatraz. He took me to places that the general public never get to see. I mean, like the dungeons and bowels of Alcatraz. So uh, they do let you film there, but uh, I think it was just—it might have been crazy, crazy, crazy expensive. So you know, we got to—we might got to get a couple more seasons under our belt <laughs> before we can afford Alcatraz. Yeah, I, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy, but if they see your work, you guys are you you guys are uh, entertaining, but you're you're right on, and you uh, you just you're, you're gripping. Your shows are absolutely gripping. Uh, let me ask you a little bit about the uh, the podcast because I think it's terrific. Uh, the uh, the urban legends and um, I, it, Juwan, give us a give us a little rundown of what you do and how often uh, you meet to do it. Man, urban legends. We actually filmed that while we were actually filming like that. So, you know, we had hiatuses from production on that. We'd go into production and we'd do that uh, at a at a studio. All three of us would be would, would meet in Atlanta and and we would just discuss all things urban legends with the paranormal. It was it's one of the it's it's awesome to be able to get together and just kinda of have that free flowing conversation, introduce new topics, um, talk to some some experts and, and uh and really just dive in on some on some new stuff. 
Well, listen, to, to both of you and to Marcus, uh, congratulations on everything that you, you're doing. You're just uh, you're kicking ass and uh, you do what you do as well as anybody else. And, and you just make it so enjoyable to watch and, and uh, chilling and everything else. Uh, tell us anything else you need to tell us. And uh, and maybe Dalen, give us uh, any website or so- social media site where we can follow along with you guys. Again, and just be sure to tune in to Discovery Plus to check out Ghost Brothers Lights Out. Uh, we have oh, every Friday uh, our podcast, Urban Legends, with the Ghost Brothers. is on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcast listeners and check out our old episodes. We got new ones coming soon. Um, what else we got going, Juwan? You can check us out on social media, all of the social media, yeah. Dalen Spratt. Juwan, what about you? Man, you can check me out on social media. That's going to be Juwan. That's going to be at Juwan Matt on all platforms. Um, be sure to uh, look out for different events we have coming. You can follow that on straightghosting.com. Uh, another thing that we have going on, and we, we really love the support that we've been getting, is our pancake and waffle mix. The Bros Gourmet, we're offering different fun flavors from red velvet to, you know, pumpkin spice. We got some other ones coming. But, yeah, we got a lot in the mix, and we really appreciate your support. Uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling as long as you guys keep rocking with us. Guys, way to go. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for your Thank time. You. Juwan and Dalen, uh, we're only missing uh, Marcus. We've had him on before. They're terrific. Uh, a great trio uh, here. And, you know, the, the, the Fright Club guys and the um, Ghost Brothers – However you want to uh, refer to these guys, they're, um, they're very entertaining, and they're paranormal uh, chasers, right? They're paranormal crusaders, and they're, uh, they're, uh, they're out there doing all kinds of, uh, you know, all kinds of things. And um, look, it's popular, very uh, popular uh, theme. You, you know it's popular because there's so many different shows. These guys uh, stand out, and these guys, and, and, and you can count on one hand— uh, the people that are doing it that are really uh, getting the most attention. And the Ghost Brothers uh, built up a, a, a tremendous following um, doing what they're, uh, what they're doing and, and what they're working on. And, um, uh, you know, look, I mean, we've got two of the three guys today, but we've had, we've had them all uh, at different times. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Dalen and Juwan from Ghost Brothers have been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.